It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. This podcast can keep going with the support of listeners around the world. And today I want to thank Cynthia, Caitlin, Fiona, Bethlehem, Analus, Becky, Epiphany, E, Cheryl, Vera, Sally, D, Hannah, Shiro Leaf, Jamie, Prabot, Ross, Jane, Maddie, Theodati, Kate, Ton, Kate, Pew, Lee, Jean, Carnet, and Frau Krokus. And there are other people I want to thank, and I'm going to do that after the show. Oh, if you are considering becoming a patron, I've got an offer going. Uh, in June, Pride Month. If you join Team TLR or Team Secret, um, then you get a custom recording. Yep. You can tell me what to record. Now, it's only a few, a couple of sentences. Nothing, nothing kinky, sexual, you know, let's keep it, let's keep it clean. But other than that, if you want uh, a ringtone or a message for your girlfriend or partner, I don't know, whatever you can come up with, I will record it for you as long as it's clean. And uh, I look forward to that. So all new patrons who join Team TLR or Team Sigrid in June get this perk, this temporary perk for signing up. And uh, of course, all existing patrons in Team TLR or Team Sigrid get that as well. How does this work? You join on Patreon or you do nothing if you are already a patron in this tier. And then after June, I'll get in touch. I'll send you a private message and ask you what you want me to record. Now, I'm going to have to do a lot of recordings. <laughs> so it will take a, a little bit of time, but I'll, I'll keep you in the loop. And then you get that recording. All right. That's the offer for June Pride Month. Or, or that's a special perk for June Pride Month. Hey, June Pride Month, it's not just about partying, but I guess I don't have to tell you that. You know. But I still hope that you have a wonderful month in which you feel valued, seen, and loved. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 19. September 22nd, 2063. Forest. Fire Blue Territory. 
North American province. 9.35 a.m. local time. How easy it is to get used to things, Jade pondered. Earlier this morning, she had been like a kid in a toy store because of her surroundings. Now, the forest no longer had a hypnotic effect on her. She was too preoccupied with the two women walking ahead of her. Jade was walking a few steps behind Becker and Lucas. Becker walked with her shoulders square and rigid. She seemed to be making herself wider, like most animals do when they feel threatened. Smirking, Jade thought that Becker was as interesting a research topic as any plant or animal in the lush ecosystem around her. She had to admit to herself that the commander had piqued her interest. Michelle Becker, one-of-a-kind predator. Maybe I should approach and study her like I would any other animal. Jade thought and felt something stir in her belly. She frowned and tucked some of her hair behind her ear, focusing on the trees and birds again. She should learn now that she was finally here. Only a moment later, her attention was pulled back to the women walking in front of her. What? That's ridiculous. Lucas huffed loudly. Becker straightened her back and looked around. She said something to Lucas, but Jade couldn't hear what it was. You know I cannot allow that, Lucas replied, stopping in her tracks. Becker turned toward her. Well, I'm not going anywhere then. Jade tilted her head. What was going on? Had she heard that right? Becker was refusing to leave this place? Surely that couldn't be true. Jade's heart rate picked up as a sense of alarm spread in her chest. Just an hour earlier, Becker had told Jade they had to get out of here as quickly as possible by any means necessary. Jade would have loved to stay here and explore all there was to see, but she had had to agree that there was no time. Running into the rebels had distracted them from why they had gone into the desert in the first place. They needed to get back home before the base ran out of power. Jade needed to get back online and find out what her boss and co-workers had been able to figure out. Lucas stepped closer to Becker, getting into her personal space. I can just have you thrown out, you know? None of this is a request. It's an order. What? No drugs this time? Becker said dryly. Jade was a few steps away from the other women, and yet she still felt like she was intruding. Every time these two had an argument, it felt like their personal history was dictating every word. Jade was annoyed at herself for not paying more attention to this dynamic before. She should have asked Becker about it when she had the chance in the cabin. Jade also still didn't know who this Lucas woman really was. She should have asked Becker about that, too. But apart from being too enthralled with her surroundings, there was another reason Jade hadn't. Something in her gut told her that all of this was dangerous ground to step on. If she had asked Becker about it, the commander might have snapped. Jade liked how Becker had softened just a little toward her. It made Becker far more interesting company. And it made Jade curious about what else was behind the tough facade. I'll tell you again. The drugs were the only way to get you out of there in time. If I had wanted to hurt you, I wouldn't have drugged myself, would I? Lucas said. Becker huffed. 
Maybe that was an accident. Lucas shook her head. Look, we can have you back at your vehicle this afternoon if we leave soon, she said. We'll give you food and water. We can help you get your pod back up and running. You'll be home by tonight. I don't want your people anywhere near that pod, Becker said. You will let my people come here, and they'll escort us back. Jade frowned. Becker wanted Global Coalition soldiers to be allowed into rebel territory? Surely she knew that would never happen. It was an unreasonable demand. <sighs> Again, that is ridiculous, Lucas sighed, clearly fed up. You can stay at the safe house until you see sense. What? Are we not allowed to see the city? Becker asked. I was hoping for a tour. Elle bristled. Becker, you have lost your mind. She had expected Michelle Becker to be outraged, not completely insane. The commander ought to be eager to leave rebel territory. And Elle had offered more help than she should have. If the press found out about any of this, she would have a lot to explain. But Becker was sabotaging the conversation and the negotiations. Some of this was to be expected. But Becker's refusal to go home really perplexed Elle. Maybe the drugs had messed with the commander's mind? I have some acquaintances in the city, Becker continued, a vicious smile on her lips. I'd love to see them again. The small hairs on Elle's arms rose. She immediately understood who Becker was referring to. Becker wanted to see Louise. Was that why she had come to the border? Elle glanced at the scientist, who had kept her distance. I think your boss is feeling unwell, Elle said in an attempt to buy time and compose herself. She could hear Becker huffing, but Elle kept her eyes fixed on Turner. Unless Turner was in on everything which seemed very unlikely. Becker had a lot to lose as well. Surely she wouldn't want Turner to find out about her past with Louise, or that Louise was still alive. She's not my boss, Turner replied. And don't drag me into whatever you two have going on. Elle's eyebrows shone up. Turner was sharp. She also wasn't afraid to confront authority. Turner, stay out of this. Becker said, stepping in between Elle and the scientist. Elle smiled. Pulling Turner into this had been the right move. What? Turner replied, visibly annoyed. She pointed at Elle. She dragged me into this. And, Commander? You're not making much sense either. Becker bristled, but didn't say anything. This took Elle by surprise again. She didn't expect anyone from the Global Coalition to speak to Becker like this. She'd think there would be severe repercussions for the scientist. But so far, Becker seemed to let it pass. I don't like being drugged, Turner said, now addressing Elle. I don't see why we should trust you to get us back to our pod. She thumbed in the direction of Becker. So, she's not totally crazy. And who are you, anyway? If Elle's eyebrows could climb to the back of her head, they would. Turner, just let me talk to her, okay? Becker interrupted. Elle's eyes flicked from Turner back to Michelle Becker. <laughs> what? She doesn't know? She chuckled. Becker glared back at Elle. Know what? 
the scientist asked. Elle gave her a smug smile. I'm Eleanor Lucas. I'm the democratically elected president of the Fire Blue Republic. The statement sounded a little silly and unnecessarily pompous, even to Elle. But she had no idea how much the scientists knew about her or the rebels. The global coalition government kept a tight grip on all information. Turner's eyes widened. You're their president? I thought you were related or something, the scientist blurted out. Elle frowned. Related? Turner, don't indulge her. She's a terrorist, Becker interrupted again. Elle laughed bitterly. <laughs> really? Still the terrorist rhetoric? Becker raised her hands. You are holding us captive here, aren't you? I'm not. I am trying to get you out of here, but you're not cooperating, Elle said angrily, and then immediately regretted it. Michelle always had a sixth sense for people's fears and weaknesses. It didn't take her long to sense that Eleanor Lucas was afraid of something. She was being far too cooperative and eager. It was odd that Lucas had first sought confrontation in the desert, then drugged and dragged them here, and now wanted them gone as soon as possible. But humans were complicated like that, Becker knew. Very few people knew their own inner demons. And so Michelle had started pushing Lucas's buttons to find whatever demon was whispering into the rebels' leader's ear this morning. Then she would use it to her advantage. She had refused every reasonable proposal to get out of here. She had insinuated that she wanted to stay and had even said she wanted to go into the city. This was all nonsense, of course. So far, Michelle had only seen her suspicions about Lucas confirmed. The rebel leader wanted her out of here as soon as possible. Michelle figured she had to be vulnerable, either politically or personally. She was pretty sure it was personal, though. This made it even more enticing for Michelle to taunt Lucas. Louise and Lucas outmaneuvering her a few years back was the biggest blemish on Michelle's career and it had damaged her self-esteem. She had to walk around with that shame every day, and so Michelle would take any kind of payback she could get. At first, she thought Lucas had made a big mistake by kidnapping her. She thought this would finally convince her superiors to authorize a full-blown attack once Michelle made it home. But now, Michelle sensed that an even better way of taking revenge was within her reach. She could hurt Lucas personally. She might even be able to get to Louise that way. If only she could find a way to extract more information from Lucas now that she was so vulnerable. The biggest obstacle here was Turner. The scientist was a smart woman. She would have guessed by now that there was a personal history between Michelle and Lucas. But Michelle didn't want her to find out anything specific. She was walking a thin line. You've lost your cool over the years, Lucas, Michelle said. You used to be tougher. Lucas fumed. What is your real mission? She asked. Why did you come to the border? Why do you want to get rid of us? Michelle responded. You were the one who brought us here in the first place. 
You're not answering my question, Lucas said. She looked over her shoulder as if she was considering walking back to the cabin. Are you afraid the press will find out that you've invited more global coalition soldiers into your territory? Michelle said, even though she knew this wasn't what was bothering Lucas. Lucas's head snapped back and her eyes narrowed. I think you have more to lose than I do here, she hissed and glanced in Turner's direction. Michelle smiled thinly. Lucas was right. She did have a lot to lose. She had a lot to gain as well. If only she could get rid of Turner for a moment so that she could truly use this confrontation. Wait a moment, Turner said, stepping closer to them, eyes wide. This is about Louise Thomas, isn't it? This was part 19 of Connection Revealed. And I want to thank Amy, Giovanna, Kelsey, Emily, T. Lynn, Canadian Cat, Jennifer, Jackie, Bonnie, Carrie Ann, Noelie, Huggins, Reese, Lore, Kira, Issa, Shelley, Carissa, Hope, Sihem, and Paul for making this episode possible. Without the support of listeners, I wouldn't be able to invest all this time in writing, recording, producing. So thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you, Fawn. Thank you, Patricia, Donna, Johannes, Belinda, Jamie, Jenny, Zadist, Sydney, Blue Hoodie, Greta, A, Charlotte, Jasmine, Grizel, Juicebray, Helene, Anna, Sarah, or Sarah, uh, Denisa, Daisy, Rosie, Sheena Riel, Melisandre, Madison, Rhonda, Becky, PB, Sue, Irene, Adam, Erica, Ray, Antonia, Sandy, Nairi, Reed, Trinda, Bella, Jay, Charlie is a good boy, Bob, Rick, Heidi, Elle, Kat, Sven, Karia, Valerie, and Bree. I've had a respiratory infection for the last few days, so I wasn't sure I was going to able to record this, but I'm happy that I can, because I want to thank you, Matthias, Emily, The Dash, Ariana, M, Marie-Hélène, Ashley, Annie, Amber, and Queen of Paradise, Delisa, for their support. Now, this podcast reaches thousands of people around the world, and it's very humbling, but it, it means so much to me that these stories are available freely. And I could only do that thanks to the support of these special people who are willing to give me a hand, who are willing to help. So thank you all. Hey, if you support me recurrently through the website and you haven't heard your name, that's, that, that could be because of two reasons. One, you haven't let me know that it's okay to uh, share your name in this list. I didn't want to assume. Uh, on Patreon, this is announced in advance. On the website, it isn't. Two, you have let me know that I can include you in the list. But 
I'm very sorry, I had to do a reset because it was hard for me to keep track who was still supporting me. So can you please send me another message? Thank you so much. <sighs> all right, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending time with me. It's always a privilege and I really mean that. And I will see you soon in the next episode.